In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. She was five years old. She had been attending Sunday school, and she was pretty sure of her Christmas facts. And she was going to recite them for her grandparents. And she began, Mary and Joseph were so poor that they had to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all the way to Bethlehem. And the lady rode on a donkey, and the baby was inside the lady, and the man walked. And they got there, and they went to a barn, and it was, there was oxen and an ass. Hee <laughs> that's a donkey, by the way. And in there, and then the three rich guys came, because the star was on top of the barn, and they came, and the shepherds came, and you could pet the sheep, but you couldn't feed them. And then the baby was borned. And do you know who he was? And her eyes got as big as silver dollars. He was God! And with that, she jumped up and spun around and buried her head in the pillows on the couch. Which is really the only proper response to the incarnation. And the fact that this little girl was unable to control herself at the story of Jesus' birth should give us encouragement that for adults, short of spinning around and putting our head in the couch, we should have the same reaction. It is an amazing thing, it is a surprising thing, it is an unusual thing, and it is a grace-filled thing that God decided to come to earth to be not just like one of us, but to be us, and to be here for us, and to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. It's an amazing thing. In the Gospel of John, which we're going to read towards the end of the service, we hear uh, that God so loved the world. He loved it so much that he didn't send a committee. He loved it so that he didn't take it under advisement. He loved the world so much that he didn't just toy with maybe doing something for us. He loved the world so that he sent his son. And that is God's version of a Christmas card to us. It's not just that he gives us something with words. He gives us the word, the word made flesh, Jesus Christ. He gives us the word. Now, at the time that this was all happening, uh, it probably wasn't as rosy as the Christmas cards that we give each other. And by the way, thank you, those of you who gave. We had some great cards this year, really pretty. They, they have... They have kind of a, a rosy glow to them usually, and sometimes a halo around Mary's head, and it, it looks very peaceful. Even the shepherds look clean, which is unusual. And, and so it's really nice, and, and that's okay because, you know, we get enough realism in this life that we don't necessarily need anymore. But, of course, that's not actually the way it was. Anybody who's been on the farm a little bit knows that having a baby in a barn is not optimal. That's not, the, you know, it's un, unsanitary, it's drafty. These were usually just three-sided lean-tos, these stables. And that's not a good spot to have a baby. Mary was a, a frightened young teenager. Joseph was in way over his head. The shepherds, you know, they were kind of the undesirables of the first century. They didn't go to temple often enough. They were sometimes dirty. You know, that wasn't good either. Uh, none of this looks as rosy as it's pictured at the, in, in the cards we get. But behind all of this is something else that's going on, that's looming in the background, and that is a peace as well, not the peace that 
Christ brings that passes all understanding. The peace of Rome, it was called the Pax Romana in Latin, the peace of Rome. And what that meant is that Rome had military forces throughout the Mediterranean world. And it was a time of relative stability uh, because of that. Uh, however, you have to remember that the peace of Rome came through ruthless suppression of people who tried to rebel. It came with a Roman boot on your throat. That's the peace of Rome, which is much different than the peace that passes all understanding. And uh, what God is saying in this, I believe, is he's saying that don't look for your salvation in the power centers of the world. Don't look to Rome. Don't look to Washington, D.C. Don't look to Tokyo or Berlin or anywhere. Don't look to the power centers of the world. That's not where your good stuff is going to come from. God always operates on the fringes. He's out there in a little town called Nazareth and then another little town called Bethlehem. He's out there in places where people don't expect to see him. He's out there in coming in ways that people don't sometimes recognize. He's out there in Alexandria and in Elwood and in Arrestus and Hobbes. He's out there in places that nobody would ever suspect and he's doing the things that everybody in the world needs. So the Lord God is saying, don't look at all the power centers. There's only one place to look, and that's to look to me. Look to my son. Look to what I did for the world. That's the place to keep your eyes focused. The Gospel of John that we're going to hear at the end of the service doesn't even have a nativity story. John doesn't go back to Jesus' birth like Matthew and Luke do. John goes back before creation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. All of the things in John we hear are action words. When God speaks a word to us, something happens. When He spoke a word, the world was created. When He spoke a word, we were, we were saved because he sent his word, the word. It's not like maybe we get the word. You know, There's an expression we have, yeah, my boss gave me the word. That usually means either you're canned or you've got to work on the holiday or you know, you're going to have to do other tasks that you don't want to do. Sometimes parents give their kids to the word. Now, don't say anything to your grandparents about things you want. Just accept what they get and like it and be thankful. Husbands get the word once in a while. Now, now you keep still about our, our son's new girlfriend. I don't care if she does look freaky. Just don't say anything about it. So we, we, get, we get the word. Uh, this is a different kind of word. This is, God's word to us is not a, a you know, kind of one of those. God's word to us is the word of life. It's the word that he is going to take action to do what needs to be done. And in the Gospel of John, there are stories that are in no other, other, other Gospels that demonstrate that. In the Gospel of John, when Jesus meets lepers, he doesn't just say, hey, stay downwind, guys, you know what you got. Uh, he, he, he talks to them, he touches them, he heals them. When he's teaching 5,000 people, he just doesn't say, hey, good luck with getting supper at this time of the night. Uh, he feeds them. When he talks to 
the little crooked tax collector, Zacchaeus, he doesn't just say, hey, straighten out. He said, no, I'm going to your house and we're going to have supper together. We're going to eat together at your place. Oh, well, no wonder people complained about Jesus. Why, well, he, 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 he sits with tax collectors and sinners. He, he even eats with them. What's next? Short-necked giraffes? Evangelizing Lutherans? Anything could happen. So when he sees somebody, it's always an action. When he sees the woman who is crouched down and people have big rocks in their hands and they're ready to crush her skull with them, he says, let him who is without sin cast the first stone. And he looks up, what? Is there nobody here to condemn you? Neither do I. Go and sin no more. It's the actions of grace that always show up. That's God's Word to us. That's His Christmas card. The Word made flesh. And so, short of jumping up and spinning around and burying our head in the sofa, then the question is, how do we celebrate the Word, the word made flesh, the incarnation? How do we pass that on? How do we, can we pray to the Lord and say today, Lord, Lord, flesh out my words to other people so that they could see your work in me. Flesh it out in me, Lord. O come, let us adore him. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.